Good morning, Wayne. Morning, morning. How are you today? Tell us about this money and the Austri- uh, Austrian firm. Well, um, ETC, the ETC company, the electronic tolling company, uh, is owned by Kapsch Traffic.com in Austria. Hundred uh, percent, by the way. It started out with uh, a local investment, but they bought all of that out. Um, and uh, today, uh, to date, and this is confirmed by the Minister of Transport. Utels has only earned, since it started just under four years ago, it's only earned $2.9 billion, um, or received $2.9 billion in revenue. And of that $2.9 billion, $2.2 billion, which is 74% of the money collected for Utels, mm. has been paid over to this company, this uh, foreign company, uh, to manage the collection process here. So that is shocking. In other words, very little money is going to settle the bonds that were borrowed, all the borrowings for the uh, ETOLs, uh, the widening of the freeway, sorry. And, um, and, and and the whole scheme has therefore collapsed. You should never pay more than 10% of your costs of collection for the cost of collection. And yet we're paying 74%. So it, the scheme has failed, but we knew this would happen. And uh, we're just waiting for Sanwell to realize this now. We don't know what more they need to realize it so they can stop the system. Help me understand, Wayne, uh, because I believe you, 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 you have an ongoing engagement with the, the ministry and Sandral, amongst that, or all the other interested parties. How does the minister explain this? Well, they can't explain it, you know. And now we have a new minister of transport. Uh, so we had uh, before, in fact, we've had four ministers of transport. It's like the ministers of, uh, of finance. So we just go through ministers. But anyway, since... Ian Debele was around when this thing started. In fact, it was it was it was um, uh, Jeffrey Debe in his Then Debele, then Ben Martin, then we have uh, Peters. Now we have uh, Joe Masinguanya, and uh, and and every time you have a new minister, they are in the uh, uh, they, they really um, rely on Sanwell to keep them abreast of what the issues are here. And Sanwell just continue to hold on to the scheme. They are not advising the ministers properly. They're not uh, giving the minister the information that they require to, to actually pull the plug on the scheme. So we've engaged with Sanwell. We've engaged with the previous ministers, not the new minister. And we continue to expose the irrationality of the scheme and, 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 and how it's really awaiting with the taxpayers' money now. We've had a conversation about uh, the profitability of uh, e-tolls and uh, uh, maintaining our roads, which is something that needs to be done. Um, but first, let's look at if this is wrong, because we haven't had uh, uh, the ministry's side of story or the Sandal side of story. Um, if this were wrong, what's our recourse as taxpayers? How do we reclaim back this money? Well, the recourse is not to pay, and that's what's happened here, and that's why the scheme has failed. Um, and, and that's why we have one of the most successful civil disobedience campaigns in our new democracy. Uh, the public are fed up with government's uh, attitude on results, on the way they went about it, on how they introduced it without informing them properly and giving them the opportunities to influence the decision, which is our, our constitutional rights. Uh, as well as uh, questioning the costs of e-tolls. So what you have now mm. is uh, nearly, uh, well, we, we say two, uh, three quarters of the people. So three in four people do not pay e-tolls. Only one quarter pays, and those are the people mainly on corporate 
and, and, and government fleets. And so you have a scheme which has failed. So we don't, I think the more people don't pay, the more government is forced to, to review the situation. And, and, and I think they are close to having to do so because we've been very successful in the civil disobedience campaign. Uh, the, the question that the government then has is, well, how do we pay for these roads? And our response to that has always been, how have we paying, been paying for roads in the last, you know, 30, 40 years? It's through a user-paid scheme called the fuel levy, which works very well because the administration costs are zero. We build roads around the country and have been doing so for a long time on that policy, and it works very well. It's very efficient. So it's not as if government doesn't have the money. You know, when the Gauteng Freeway Project started, uh, government's fuel levy only gave them 24 billion rand a year. That money is now over 65 billion rand a year. So they've got the money. They just need to allocate it properly so that we can build these roads and, and, and get our economy going. I want us to 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 get to uh, on, on on to our next discussion. But uh, before we get, uh, have you got any idea how much we as road users owe Sandral so far? Yes, it's about eleven billion rand now. Eleven billion rand, and they will never be able to collect that from the economy. Not in the state that it's in now. Uh, what they're trying to do is go through this long litigation process, this lawfare strategy of theirs, trying to sue the public. Well, I'm afraid, you know, I don't know why government can't see that when you go to war, a legal war with three million of your citizens, because that's how many people haven't paid ETAL. Okay. Let us <laughs> talk Let us talk about the outgoing um, ESCOM chairperson, Ben Guban. What's, yes. what's your beef against him, uh, the charges you've laid? We have laid a criminal complaint against the Ben Gibani because of his manipulation of share certificates in a company that he was a shareholder, uh, a, a part of, uh, in, in KZN recently. Uh, that business went into liquidation. Uh, they borrowed funds to buy this business. They've now let it uh, lapse. It, it is sad because it has cost people their jobs. But worryingly, more worryingly, is that him and his wife have manipulated and fraudulently manipulated share certificates in order to retain the mining rights on those uh, businesses and therefore stripping them of any value that they have fraudulently. That is not conducive to good conduct of anybody in this country and he needs to be held accountable for that. When are you going to court? When are you going to court? When are you going to court? You know, we've laid charges with the police. Now oh, we've, do, we've given all the evidence to the police. The police must do their work. And the problem that we have uh, is, this, uh, is this interference by, 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 by uh, parliamentarians and politicians is that they don't want their friends taken uh, on by the police, so these cases get moved around. We have the same thing with Claudia Motsamein. Uh, we have the same thing with Nazir uh, Ali. But that's not, uh, that's not the point. The point is the charges are laid. Eventually, police will have to do their work and those people will have to face the music and jail time if they are found guilty. Yeah, the police will have to do the investigations and then the, uh, the NPA must get involved or yeah. the, the, the hogs because they are uh, for serious yeah. crimes. Um, Wayne Duvenacher, thank you so much. Uh, let's hope um, somehow Sandal will be able to recoup the over 11 billion odd uh, rents from all of us who are over 3 million re- uh, using uh, <laughs> yeah. the roads in Kota <laughs> Province. I don't think they will get it from, from the public. They'll have to get it from government. And that's where it's got to be the time. Yeah. Thank you so much, Wayne. Okay. Okay.